Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Well, hey, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of What's the Wi-Fi Password, a podcast where we just take uh, what it means to be a practical, real Christian in today's world as we talk about youth ministry, as we talk about parenting, as we talk about life, and just kind of all the things that incorporate what it means just to be a real, thriving Christian in today's world, uh, a real, thriving follower of Jesus, as we just we really just strive to live life to the full. And hopefully you've just kind of gotten that from this podcast that, you know, we're not we're not about all the legalism. We're not about the the do's and don'ts or the the in a sense the the strict blueprints of what it means or what we think it means to be a Christian. But we just want to look at the life of Jesus. And we just want to look at what it means to to be more like him. We just want to live a life that is glorifying to him and, you know, kind of have fun doing it. Uh, we live in a blessed place, and we're in a blessed time, and so like, let's have fun as we serve Jesus. Um, and so today, as we continue in this journey down this Ooh. podcast road, uh, and uh, actually, this is episode number four for What's the Wi-Fi Password. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Awesome. As uh, Every time we, we do one and we just get a new number, it's, it's fun. Um, but today, I'm joined actually by my wife, Erica. Hello. <laughs> she is uh, joining me today, and uh, we're going to be actually talking about a term that we use inside of our household and just who we are, uh, the term daily courageous, mm. and just the ideas behind that and uh, the kind of definition of that in our family and our life mm-hmm. and why we choose to use that term uh, kind of for who we are. Yeah. And so before we get into that, you know, Erica, let's just uh, talk about who we are. You okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Okay. This okay. is the first time they're hearing my voice. That's true. Um, you, I mean, you, you've talked about me before. I have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't really know much about me. So I'm, I don't know, like yeah. I'm your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your partner in crime. Um, you like to say the better half. Um, I you disagree. Are. You are. <laughs> I totally, Seriously? Yeah. No way. Um, I, You're yeah, way cuter been, than me. Oh, pfft. Yeah, a lot I, less hair on your face. I was gonna so. say I don't think I could do all the hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's see. So I homeschool our two beautiful kids. Mm-hmm. I have done ministry with you for the last fourteen years. Yeah. Uh, always youth ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I was always involved in church and just speaking out like what it means to be a Christian. Was raised in the church. Um. I don't know, like besides doing church activities, I love being adventurous, going outdoors, sports. I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. That was something that you and I had to learn early on in our, golly, our dating relationship was like this competitiveness that we have. I don't know if you remember, but like, do you remember that dating? Uh, there was this one date that we took 
were had together and we were playing chess and we were literally there for probably two hours straight and oh, it yeah. ended in a stalemate do you remember that? Because neither mm. of us would back down oh, that's right. from the other. And oh, we yeah. ended so mad at each other. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a couple of dates like that. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. so super competitive. Mm. Um, mainly, I think, just because I grew up in a family with seven kids. Um, mm. So my place, second oldest, it was just like, this is who I am. I have to rise mm-hmm. up to every challenge. I have to assert who I am from the get-go. Um, and I've really just kind of brought that I think into a relationship but also coming like just allowing you to lead and Mm. teach me new things that's why I say you're the better half just because I've learned so much I've experienced so many new things even though we yeah we've been together 12 years I'm still learning new things from you which is super fun Mm. um and I yeah absolutely love doing ministry with you because it's we've learned how to take that competitiveness that drive um, and really work with each other and push each other, encourage each other in at the right times when we need it. Hmm. Um, I don't know. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, there's so bit. much. Like, yeah, there is. I'm 32 <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, we've been married for 12 years, right? Like you said, we got two kids, a preteen daughter. She'll be uh, she'll be 12 at the end of this month, mm-hmm. the end of December, and then our son's 10 and a half. Uh, so Eliana and Seth, and they, you know, they take up most of your time. Like you said, you homeschool them. Yes. And so that's a, that's like you're basically your full-time job right now. Yeah. And so, t- yeah, homeschooling them <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, serving alongside me with ministry and, and you know, you disciple some young ladies and, mm-hmm. and uh, you also do worship for our yeah. middle school and for our high school groups. So, yeah, you're busy. I am. And it's, you know, um, I definitely thought of those things we were you know, this topic that we're going to talk about today, those, those things that you mentioned, being homeschool, leading worship, those were two things that are completely outside of the things I wanted to do in my life. Like yeah. when we had kids, Seth and Ellie, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a homeschool mom um, and serving in ministry. And the thought of ever leading worship was not something that I was like, yes, hmm. absolutely. that I want to do that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I, I know. Like, I remember, you know, having kids and as we're, you know, as they were getting a little bit older, we actually tried some, we were living in Santa Cruz at the time and we tried charter school and that was just like wackadoo. It was crazy. <laughs> like Santa Cruz is, an, is a crazy place. It really is. And I think it's I'm not offending anybody sure. because anybody that lives there knows Santa Cruz is a crazy place. So we did the charter <laughs> school and we're like, no, this is nuts. Well, yeah, and it was then, actually our son that was like, here he is five. And he was like, I don't like the way they treat me there. Like yeah. I'm lesser than, and I, was, I just remember looking. I'm going, okay. The kid that doesn't speak often yeah. has said something profound, yeah. <laughs> and as a mom, I really need to like hone pay, in on this. Yeah, yeah. be intentional about yeah. what are you know what are the next steps that we take to fix this. Sure, and the whole atmosphere <laughs> there was just very bohemian. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just yes. this kind of bohemian, very like I don't know. Um, it was just a weird vibe, and so we decided to start homeschooling. <laughs> we took that step, and and uh, so. So the homeschool you do, you know, basically you're teaching the kids, you know, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're supported through a stipend we get from the state, basically, right? Yeah. And, uh, and through so. An, yeah. Through another homeschool charter right? program. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that the government funds. Yeah. So it's really neat. It's, it helps us, you know, as busy as we are, um, it allows us to be super intentional with our kids. Mm-hmm. It allows us to redeem, so to speak, a lot of that time that is spent with other youth kids or 
um, other ministries Mm -hmm. outside of youth group, it allows us to redeem that time with them at home and to really dive into who are you? uh, What are your characteristics? What subjects do you actually like or maybe even have a gift for that we can like really dive into? So yes, it was scary at first. Definitely not a route I wanted to go Mm. at all. (laughs) Uh, Struggled with it for a few years, figuring out like what is our what does it look like to do homeschool for the Shively's? Yeah. But I wouldn't change it now. I wouldn't go back. I don't regret it. Um, yes, it's hard. There, there are hard days, but I just, I, I love who my kids are, the confidence that they have. They're not, I don't know, like anti-social, like a lot not of the, all, yeah. a lot of the things that are said about homeschool kids. I do not believe that in my kids. And there are a lot of kids even in our youth group. That are homeschooled that, that, that yeah, that doesn't apply They're to. phenomenal, yeah. you know? And um, it saddens me now almost when I hear people, you know, label homeschool kids as yeah. awkward, as whatever. Antisocial or something like that, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and I it's agree. just like, no, you don't understand, like, the way that they think, the way that the experiences that they get. I just, mm-hmm. I would not take that from my no, kids totally. now. And we just get the sense that we're the ones raising our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not helicopter parents by any means. Like we, we're not. But like within this, where where it is just such a foundational piece of their re- upbringing. You know, where we only have them for eighteen years, and then they're adults, and they yeah. get to go off in the world. I just, we both feel like this is just such a vital place to like show them. Um, you know, in, in just different levels, like how to, how to be human <laughs> and how to be a productive <laughs> human and how to not even more than that, be a productive human who loves God yes. and who cares for others and, and lives as Jesus lived. And so, yeah, no, that's just a huge part of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, second part you mentioned was worship and it was really yeah. me being in ministry or, you know, basically by vocationally being in ministry mm-hmm. and watching you pick up a guitar that my brother had left at our house mm-hmm. and you just being self-taught just started just going, okay, God, I want to play worship. Help me. Mm-hmm. And you just learning. Yeah. Oh, that came at a time in our life. And I shared this with the youth group not too long ago um, where I needed a reason to sing. I needed a reason to praise the Lord because there was a rough patch in our life where everything was just chaos around us. And so um, I just found myself mm, without that joy so to speak, without that peace of God. And so, yeah, I'd always wanted to learn how to play guitar, never for the, let me play worship someday in church. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was just more of like, I want to learn. I love, I think it's so cool. I love talented musicians. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so just needing that reason to sing. And the Lord was so good and so faithful to me in providing golly (laughs) youtube videos at that time Mm -hmm. like those were just coming out so like what was actually given to to me or Mm -hmm. the selection i should say was very slim um but i felt like the lord just totally led me exactly where i needed to go Mm -hmm. um and how to learn how you know how how to play chords how to strum um yeah, just what worship songs did I want to learn at first? Like <laughs> Mighty to Save was my very first. Mighty to Save. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so old school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, the Lord convicted me years later um, when we had moved to Santa Cruz, actually in our youth group didn't have a worship, worship leader. Yeah. They, they would always travel from their youth room to main service, get worship, and then travel back. And it was always this kind of like, awkward yeah, it was always transition awkward. <laughs> little, little church awkward <laughs> yeah 
And, um, you know, the Lord kind of convicted me of like, hey, I gave you this gift that you asked for. You only know how to play worship songs. Why are you not using that? Mm. You know, there's there's a need yeah. and it's not outside of you. It's not putting more on your plate. But why aren't you using that mm-hmm. to glorify me? And uh, yeah, so from then on, that's when I really started stepping outside of my comfort zone <laughs> of being in front of people, being critiqued by other people. Because yeah, there's there's always a better musician. Well, somebody really had, people always have opinions too. And exactly. You're, yeah. What songs mm-hmm. you should play, how you should play them, how they, how many times you play them. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you would like try to like change the worship song. To, like, <laughs> I don't know. You just try to change. My own. Yeah. And then there was another worship leader. It was, it was like, stop doing that. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows it like that. Oh yeah. I remember there'd be multiple times where you'd play worship and the crowd would just get so lost because you changed <laughs> it. And I remember thinking like, that's not right. And it was, you know, it took another like seasoned worship leader to kind of go, Hey, like I get it. Yeah. But the people know it like this, like the body that's, that's praising yes. God right now. They know it in this way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, well, yeah. okay. So kind of continuing on, you know, um, you're now a pastor's wife. Yeah. Like over the last two years, you know, I, I got ordained here at Calvary Monterey, and and so, you know, I'm an actual pastor now. You know, yeah. certified pastor. And so, um, what's it like to be a pastor's wife? Man. Okay. So third, third thing about me, um, that I did not want to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I've told you this many times, yeah. and even when we were dating, I was like, I don't want to be a homeschool mom. I don't want to move anywhere too far from my family, and I don't want to be a pastor's wife. No PWs, <laughs> <the> pastor wives. <laughs> I don't want pastor's kids, um, because I just what I saw, the stigma basically is you know pastor's kids always have a hard time and they rebel super hardcore, yeah. and the reason why they be- rebel hardcore is because their dad or their mom and dad, if they're both in ministry, mm-hmm. are just so preoccupied with church which is very consuming yeah oh absolutely and that is something that you and i do talk about Mm -hmm. and at times we we argue over like just oh sure the amount that's on our plate um even you know for instance you're paid i'm not i'm a volunteer and i would love to do everything with you side by side absolutely yeah but i just can't and that's or like it irks me <laughs> <laughs> frustrating, <It's> frustrating <laughs> right now. the season of life you're in basically yes yeah. and so um and i we really have to just pay attention to that because that's the reason why i didn't want to be a pastor's wife in the first place because of the expectation that's just placed on pastor's wives in general yeah. and then a pastor's family mm-hmm. you know um expectations that are just put on by people that are broken um maybe just yeah, preconceived notions that they yeah. have. So yeah, um, at first it was definitely scary. I believe by the time that you were hired on here mm-hmm. at Monterey, my mind was definitely like, yeah, oh yeah, Josh is meant to be a pastor. Yeah, I think both of us had a pretty good direction and understanding that that's where God was leading us. Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean, even planting a church. Yeah, I mean that's what brought us to Calvary Monterey. Really, was a, a church planting school. Mm-hmm. And so when we came here, I was actually going to school for seven months to to then or we were i mean you were just as i would take the information back to you and then we would talk over it and we were praying over where we wanted to plant a church and there were several several areas that we were really praying over mm-hmm. and then god just kind of shifted things and ended up you know opening a job here for me uh, where i had never been on staff at a church 
I, I'd always done by vocation. I was an equipment operator by yeah. trade. And so the idea was, well, let's hire Josh. Let's actually show him what the inside of a church looks like. And, mm-hmm. you know, Calvary Monterey is a good sized church and it's healthy and it's moving. And we've got a, we've got a fluid staff that just, that stays on track and, and really is, is built to support one another. And so, um, we've just definitely flourished here, I think, you know, and, and yeah. being hired here and being ordained was the right choice a hundred percent. So you becoming a pastor's wife and having these you know, two amazing little PKs now. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. yeah, I think it was all part of the plan for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel, um, well, you said something when we first got hired on here or even considered coming here. You said that I would learn more or be given more opportunities than you. I think new ones. Yeah. yeah. New opportunities for sure. And yeah. Half. yeah. Yeah. Within the last two and a half years of mm-hmm. being here, I have grown in my confidence. I have grown in my stamina, so to speak, of, as far as like leading worship, discipleship with girls, um, studying for Bible teachings yeah, and teaching, stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just been phenomenal. The growth that I feel like I've received just because of the healthy, the healthiness of this mm-hmm. church. Um, and their willingness to like, Hey, you want to learn, you want to grow. Here you go. Yeah. Here's an opportunity for you. Um, and so that has been amazing Mm -hmm. for me personally. Um, even being told like, Hey Erica, if that's a fear of yours, all those expectations, it's okay to let them down, Mm -hmm. let the people down because those expectations shouldn't even be put on you at all. And to hear that from somebody here on staff, like that that was just so freeing mm-hmm. in and of itself because I thought for sure, like, no, oh, now Josh for sure has this title. So I really now have to step up my game oh, yeah. and look and act, sound, you know, dress. Because the a youth pastor way. title is so esteemed. It really is. You know, it's such an <laughs> eloquent title. They didn't, they didn't let me do announcements. Come on now. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> now I'm teasing. Um, so anyway, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but you know, mm-hmm. Erica, thank you for sharing all that and telling all the listeners who you are. Um, I mean, I know who you are and I love yes. our life together and just what we've got to do for, for God and what we've gotten to build and where we're at in life. Um, and so really talking about this term daily courageous mm-hmm. and why we choose to use this and kind of who we are. Um, so, you know, I think I coined the phrase mm-hmm. um, and then we talked about doing a daily courageous podcast, which mm-hmm. may still happen. We'll see what God does. <laughs> um, talking about like life and love and ministry and just kind of all the things that a husband and wife in ministry with kids go through. Um, but then the, God opened the door for me to do this. What's the Wi-Fi password, you know, podcast. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of hightail or, you know, hitchhike on, onto, onto that with the daily courageous. And so get some practice. Yeah. So I coined that <laughs> phrase daily courageous because, you know, our call, I think you and I, as we kind of have this pioneer spirit, like if God called us to move tomorrow, we could do it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, our calls to be courageous and that's not always easy. Um, it doesn't mean that things are always going to go a hundred percent your way. It doesn't right. always mean that, um, that it's going to go the way you think it's going to go or that it's even going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it may even look bleak. It may even look like, can that happen? You could ask that question. Is this even possible? But see, I believe our call as Christians and, and you're in mine and within our marriage and our life and our ministry, uh, is to be courageous to the calling God has put on our life. And that just kind of, it's, it's not just the big call where if God said, you're going to Northern Ireland tomorrow. Right. Um, it's the little daily ones, right? Oh, yeah. And so that daily courageous. So what does that mean to you, that daily courageous? 
Mm. Well, for me personally, what it really means is taking those steps forward, choosing to better myself each day, Mm -hmm. moving forward one step at a time. It means confidence. And, oh, man, it just, it means having faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Choosing to to have faith Boom, and drop the mic. <laughs> have faith and and trust God for who He says He is, mm-hmm. for what He says He's gonna do, and even what He says He's already or what He has already done in my life hmm. up to this point. You know, so for me, yeah, that's daily courageous. Has it always been easy doing that? No, living that way. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Gosh, I remember when we felt the call to move to Santa Cruz and <laughs> I had quit a county job. Mm. We had sold our home. We were selling cars to get, try to get out of debt. And we were living in this little condo up in Northern California and the moving day came and I got, when I got the U-Haul, I, I put the Subaru on the trailer. You're going to drive our, our big old 12 seater van mm-hmm. and with our kids, with our kids <laughs> and, and I kept coming back to the house you know because i had to go get the u-haul i went and got us some coffee like or lunch i think i got us and you were just moving so slow packing these and <laughs> but you weren't moving slow because you're a slow packer you know, you're an amazing packer but you were you were moving slow meticulous no no you were moving slow because <laughs> you just didn't know what the heck we didn't even know where we were moving no to. we didn't like we 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 were trying to make it down to santa cruz in time to put our stuff into storage mm-hmm. and, and this family this this older couple from the church were going to let us stay at their house until we found yeah. a place to live yeah. I mean, I, and then that like Monday or Tuesday, I was starting my job at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Something crazy. And, yeah. And I just remember the look on your face was like, <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can right now. Okay. <laughs> like it was just so, oh my gosh. Well, not to mention that you were literally gone like what every other week. Oh, going down to Santa Cruz. Yes. Yeah, that's true. You were looking for a job. You were looking for a house. And the only way that you could possibly do that was if you were in the area. Nuts. Yeah. So I'm wow. here. I had two little kids, you know, toddlers. Seth was just turning five when we moved to Santa mm. Cruz, <laughs> just turning five. Oh man. And, uh, so yeah, Ellie was still in school I'm trying to pack and do all the things, but I'm also thinking we're living out of storage. Yeah. So I've got to keep like even the way that we had to pack our storage container. Oh yeah. It had to be super strategic. Gosh, you were be- such a boss. You were, you were such a boss. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but yes, I was. Uh-huh. I was just like freaking <laughs> out. Yeah. What the heck? What do I do? Yeah. How do we do this? Like, is this even the right move? Um, but yeah, again, God was so good to us that he had kept, he kept giving us confirmation. Oh, yeah. This there is where no I want doubt. you to go. There was no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't always been easy being mm-hmm. daily courageous. Um, but, you know, I, we believe it's our call. Right. We believe that that's what we're supposed to do. And mm. it's the little dailies. It's the daily courageous with our kids. Just keep pushing into them and pouring into them. It's it's the students that God has put in front of us, both middle school and high school, the young adults. We minister to a whole lot of young adults. I think our whole volunteer group is is all young adults. And so it's just kind of wherever God has placed us just to continue to be courageous in that calling. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this year, 2019, has been more for you in that, where mm. this has been kind of a reset for me of like, you know, getting a job like this and learning what it truly means to be a pastor of people, to lead and pastor people, um, where I just watch you, 
you know, get these chances to teach and get these chances to do worship in front of bigger crowds and, (laughs) you know, and teach women's conferences and things like that, um, or breakout sessions at women's conferences and, and go to, to lead, you know, women lead conferences type things. And, and just watching you be nervous about those, but yet watching you just pour over and be diligent in the studying and the, the preparation and then just knock it out of the park, Erica. Hmm. Like it's been really neat to watch you daily just be courageous. Cause in the midst of that, you're still doing homeschool. You're still running our kids around to sports and art and all the things that they're doing. Um, you're still discipling those girls, you know, and it's just, it's pretty phenomenal. It really Thank is. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been quite a ride when I first, when I first, uh, arrived here mm-hmm. at church, I would say that, uh, arrived here at Calvary. Yeah. Let me define it. Um, the word that the Lord gave me, so to speak, that he was going to really hone in on me, a characteristic that I needed was confidence. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, I do. I need that. In fact, it was actually Jeff Bucks that was like, you need to just walk in mm-hmm. confidence, mm-hmm. Erica. And, um, and he barely knew me. He knew me like five minutes and had me pegged, you know? Sure. And, um, He's a wise, wise old sage. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Love him. Yeah. Him and his wife. Such a team. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so worked on that and just wanted to like be more confident in myself and really take like, okay, if Josh is, if Josh is called mm-hmm. to be a pastor, then yes, I am called to be a pastor's wife. What does that look like? What does that mean? How is the Lord going to use me in that? Um, and, and yeah, really looking at my gifts and my talents that God has given me that not is, it's not just meant to make you look good, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> but it's, it's used, it should be used to help the church, build up the church better. Um, so yeah, I started walking in more confidence mm-hmm. of that. And then the following year, the Lord gave me the word, uh, genuine, yeah. which I, I had a moment with that. I was like, what do you mean? I'm, I am genuine. I am, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what the Lord really worked on me with that was, no, nah, you're kind of a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And in that you change who you are um, or you try to do too many things because you want to please people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. What I've called you to do is what I've called you to do. It's my calling. It's my vision for you. Yeah. Nobody else's. And I don't want you or need you to make it more than what it is. Um, and so that for me, it's, it really started even being honest with like where I was, Mm -hmm. you know, and truly, um, allowing others to see that like, Hey, I don't have it all together. Yes. I'm in my thirties. Yes. I'm a pastor's wife. Um, you know, and even taking those steps of, of faith with my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and choosing to like walk in confidence and walk in genuineness with them and just going, okay, I, I, I don't have all the answers and I don't know how to fix this, but I want to, but I don't know how. Yeah. That's a courage. Okay. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all about just walking in faith, right? Walking that day by day, trusting the Lord through those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, all these years of ministry, we've been challenged, you know, we've been put in, in, I don't know, kind of put in corners and had to like walk through those, those harder situations, whether it's people we're working with or, or students or parents. Um, and, you know, as we come through this, like I don't see many ways that our, our vision has changed. You know, we've just we've continued all through these years to be to, to build these youth ministries as 
you know, one, like to, to really just glorify Jesus. It's not about the show. It's not about bringing kids in with a big party or all these events, but just bringing them in and showing them Jesus, uh, be an extension of the parents. Mm-hmm. And then you and I living our life, um, molding our marriage, the way we raise kids in such a way that is an example to whoever wants to look at it. Yeah. And really being a lighthouse, you know, being steady on the rock, you know, that rock being Jesus and our faith and continuing to shine that light no matter where God has put us and just continuing to be courageous no matter what the storm is, no matter what kind of ship is coming in a sense or what kind of person and just keep shining that light and telling them, hey, there's danger here. Yeah. Stay away from here. There's safe harbor over here. And, and so go that way <laughs> and just living our life in such a way. And it really is. It's simple. Yeah. It's, it's practical and it's just real. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, you and I have lived our life to where it's whether it's the barista making our coffee, you know, get to know their name get to know who they are. Are they a single, you know, single mama with two kids? Are they, you know, wh- are they a college student? Like where are they at in life? And just be that example to them um, just as much as we are the 16 year old that's in our youth group. Mm. And, uh, and it really is just kind of that daily, just daily seeking God and daily being courageous. Um, and so in your own devotional life, you know, if there's a, a young woman listening to this and she's, She's like, hey, I want to grow in Christ. I want to grow in my relationship. I want to be daily courageous mm. in, in who I am. What are some ways that she can do that uh, in her devotional life and the way that she pursues God? Because we know that he's pursuing us you know, all the time, constantly. Mm-hmm. So how can she pursue him? What's, what's some ways that you do, Erica? Hmm. Man, well, I mean... Obviously, you get in the <laughs> Word of God. I'm like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, you get in the Word of God. What does that look like? I mean, with, with our lives that are can be so busy and so jam-packed, um, for me personally, and this is something that I really had to just kick my own button, mm-hmm. you know, and just, Erica, you need to do this. And this doesn't make me holier than anyone else. This literally is me craving God and knowing, like, my life can be mm-hmm. so hectic. My life can be... Um, I can be so discontent at times. Mm-hmm. I can whine. I can complain. That's not living courageous. No. When you're discontent, whining about your life, complaining about your circumstances, that's <laughs> not being <laughs> courageous. It's not. Stop being a whiner. Yeah. Well, you know, get <laughs> off the pity pot, so to speak. Um, make a change. What are you going to do about it? And mm-hmm. so for me, it was I needed more time with God. Um, so, yeah, I started getting up at 530 in the morning. Hmm. two hours before my kids get up and you guys that two hours is golden Mm. you know um and yeah absolutely love it it's my quiet time it's not all just spent in the word of god sometimes i have a book yeah uh that i'm reading like loveology or um i'm starting a new one the ruthless elimination of hurry which by comer oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we are fanboys we are oh there's no one oswald you know yeah oswald chambers yeah oh yeah there's just uh, most first highest yeah Yeah, or Mm -hmm. um what's the i'm totally blanking on the name but the Hmm. the long obedience oh long obedience in the same direction yeah Yeah, i love that one and that one talk about simple and straight to the point i love that one um but yeah so my devotion time it's in the word of god it's sometimes in those books Mm -hmm. it's sometimes just worship time or literally it's just me journaling um or even just me and my planner yeah so just (laughs) summing it up it's basically just just kind of have the discipline and do it yeah don't wait for next week don't wait for january 1st Mm -hmm. just just do it. Yeah. Just get up in the morning or before you go to bed and 
spend that time with God. Mm-hmm. I the thing that I love waking up each day in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into the habit of His mercies are new every morning. That gives me that confidence to whatever happened yesterday. Today mm-hmm. is a brand new day. Yeah, take a step forward, change whatever it is that you need to change, and go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, God's with you no matter what, For and sure. He's giving you that that might that power, that ability to move forward. He's not standing over you like, well, you screwed up yesterday. Yeah. So good luck today. No. Yeah. If anything, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to better equip you for today. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to see that? Are you willing to find that? Are you willing to seek me out? Cause I'm, I'm seeking you. I'm pursuing you. Here you go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all like there looking for you. past our failures because we're always unfaithful, mm-hmm. but God is always faithful. Yeah. And look into his faithfulness, even amidst our screw up, you know, and being able to admit that, yeah, I'm a screw up at times. And yeah. And I have, I have a sin nature and I struggle with things, uh, but God is always faithful. Always, mm-hmm. always, you know, That's and, good. And, and really just finding comfort in that, hmm. finding comfort in the confession time, uh, finding comfort in just laying myself before the Lord. Like I am at my limit. Yeah. <laughs> You just mentioned uh, confession time. Do you do you try to have a time of confession between the Lord and you, and then to even another, you know, godly woman that you trust and you respect, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily older than you, but like just a godly woman that you can trust that you can confess to. Yes, mm-hmm. I yes to mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Leading the question here. <laughs> actually, one one thing that's like that's kind of convicting me or challenging for me mm-hmm. at the women's conference at the workshop. What I what I said, my words were, if you don't have at least three confessions that you're, you know, not daily, but just three confessions, like maybe weekly. Uh-huh. And like, you need to look a little bit deeper. Oh, and I was just, you know, I, you said that. And then you're, I like said that. And I'm like, <laughs> I have one, like, I'd like to just look at one, yeah. <laughs> but really, you know, it, Jesus, what he said was, you know, when you confess, mm-hmm. when those things are brought to the light, they no longer have a hold on you. Mm-hmm. You're set free. And so that, yes, I have been practicing confessing more, mm-hmm. um, you know, telling you like, this is where I'm at right now. And I'm yeah. struggling with this, trying to get better at like not being passive aggressive, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm a little ticked right now mm-hmm. because of this. And this is how I am feeling. I know it's wrong. It's probably totally selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just need help in that. Um, so yeah, you, I have another lady that I try to meet up with for accountability mm-hmm. every now and then. And I, I actually, I try to even be honest, even with my small group mm-hmm. within youth ministry, not in a way where it's, um, I don't know, harmful to them and their walk with the mm-hmm. Lord, yeah. but just showing them like, yeah, I'm 32 and I still fail. Yeah. I don't have this life figured out and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because never at a certain point ever in the Bible does God say by this time in your life, should you have everything figured out? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, we shouldn't have that. No. Okay. So I love being honest and yeah, confessing even to the girls like, Hey, I'm having issues with this area. Sure. Um, pray for me. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So when you look forward to you know 2020 and you and I are 
kind of slowly working through that of like what our vision is, what our goals are. And we have some financial goals and some mm-hmm. things we're praying about, you know, and of course we want to keep leaning into our kids and keep guiding them and loving them where they're at because they change constantly. It seems like every three months <laughs> I, I look at them, they're a new Just kid. Just as you figure them out. Oh yeah. <laughs> some new emotion hits or hormone yep. or something like that. And so you know, when you look at 2020 and just the call to be faithful, the call to be courageous in, mm. in our calling, um, any like just in 60 seconds, any goals that you have um, mm. for yourself and that you would even encourage someone else to, to look into? Yeah, I want to be a servant, a servant, more of a servant. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get caught up in all the other things that we need to do better at be be this, be that, um, you know, grow stronger in this or that and like work out this muscle in particular, whatever, right? It's, it's easy for us to do that, get caught up in all those extracurricular activities. Um, but I was recently reminded during one of my devotions this last month, just be a servant, Mm -hmm. just be like Jesus Hmm. and Jesus just served and talk about daily courageous. Mm -hmm. He was a daily courageous man who just served the people that mocked him Mm -hmm. that constantly were unfaithful to him um golly some of them ran from him yeah denied him you know i was telling you the other day like the the 10 lepers that he healed only one came back and thanked him yeah yeah he was beaten he was called all kinds of names even his brothers for the most part didn't believe Mm -hmm. in him you know um but yet he served them and so my goal, one of my goals for mm-hmm. 2020 is just growing better at serving yeah. in the moment, not filling my plate with all the other ministries, all the other things I want to do mm-hmm. side by side with you, yeah. you know, um, but just really look at everyone that I'm interacting with, mm-hmm. you know, all the kids that are in the youth room. How can I serve them better and not in a way that where it lifts me up, makes me look better, puts me on a pedestal, but just like literally serving mm-hmm. how That's can right. i serve you better um and that goes hand in hand with our kids nice and our kids are just yeah <laughs> it's a it's a challenge for sure yeah <laughs> well yeah this, this is all good stuff erica and you know you guys are going to hear her voice more and more um since mm. we keep doing this podcast uh, i've got a couple of her teachings up on the what's the wi-fi password podcast and so you can look through you can scroll through our archive there and see a couple of teachings from her one on worship that is just phenomenal. You should listen to it. Um, but really, guys, we just so appreciate any of you listening and being a part of this this uh, podcast. And you know, our heart isn't that we you know reach a million listeners, even though that would be phenomenal. Um, our heart <laughs> is just that you know we just share the experience that we've had in life and in ministry um, to whoever wants to listen. Uh, that we can give out good, solid Bible teaching and mm. just share some encouragement. If you have any questions, please email me at joshuas at calvary.com. Um, you can find us on our Instagram at ymcalvary. Uh, in, or you can you know leave a comment on our podcast here. Give us a review. And you know if you have a question, please ask it. Um, we want to encourage you mm-hmm. in that. So anyway, guys, God bless. Have an awesome, merry Christmas and New Year's and just mm-hmm. awesome holiday season. Uh, we just look forward to continuing in 2020 with you as we ask, what's the Wi-Fi password? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. God bless. Take it easy. Bye. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.